Previously on Cyber Psychos. So you want to make some money? How much money? I need a crew to take over a nomad compound. It's out in the Badlands. And I'll pay you a thousand eddies each. Come with me to the Badlands and I'll suit you up with mimetic digital camo armor. They'll never see us coming. Do you have transportation? Yeah, my car's in the parking lot. He said the magic words. He has transportation. Let's get the fuck out of here. See, I am okay to go. And hypoallergenic camouflage, which sounds neat. Can we get a coffee before we leave? And a wall of water comes racing towards and hits the side of the blazer. Santa Maria! It rocks the blazer and picks it up off of the ground and you start floating a little bit and it hits a rock and kind of kicks sideways. It's a flash flood! Before we start episode 10, I want to give credit to the Glass Cannon Network for new game Who Dis. Not only was their YouTube live gameplay channel my first experience to Cyberpunk Red, but an actor on the show, Kate Stamas, played Jade the Corpo. Jade had a corporate bodyguard by the name of Kevin Ragbone. We thought he was so badass that we are going to have him make a guest appearance in this episode. So without further ado, let me read our intro out of the core rulebook by R. Talsorian Games. This is about Arasaka Corporation. If you want it protected, these are still the people to talk to. Even after a major war, Arasaka still maintains one of the largest armed forces of any corporation. And their operations are severely reduced and their headquarters are limited to the Japanese mainland. Arasaka has managed, even in defeat, to hold on to most of its assets thanks to its strong alliance with the official government of Japan. Most of the time, post-war Arasaka troops are covertly licensed out to other firms around the world as corporate security guards, couriers, and mercenaries, but usually wearing the uniforms of their new employers. The best trained and hardest operatives in the security business, they follow their clients' orders, second only to Arasaka's. To the Arasaka Corporation, however, they are loyal to the point of death. Arasaka is more about protecting its own assets than protecting other companies, so they often use their position of trust with major corporations around the world to gain inside information, contacts, and advantages that will help them realize their ultimate goal of returning to the political and economic heights they once held. When we last left the group, they were trying to decide what to do with their whiny friend Aaron after he nearly got them killed in a flash flood. They're wet, without transportation, and selling out Aaron seemed to be the obvious choice for them. Aaron's father and his goons are approaching in the distance. You see three vehicles pull up, and four men get out. Who are these gringos? I think they're priests, guys. They definitely look like nomads. You guys made a huge mistake! Heretic, are you wearing socks? Of course I am. Can I have one? Of course, you saved my life. I... I owe you my- I owe you everything. Here, hold on, let me get my sock. And I start pulling off my shoe and my sock. And a gruff-looking nomad says, Son, come with us. We'll take you back to the compound. I'm assuming you're priest. Um, yeah, he doesn't really have a choice. We're, we're all going back to your compound, buddy. Come on, pick him up. Let's go. All right, I'll get his shoulders. But, Dad... I got the sock from Heretic to shove in his mouth. I won't even care. This whining is getting on my nerves, okay? And Aaron takes a swing at Sly. Rolling brawling. 16. I got a 16 as well. Ty goes to the defender. He throws a left and crit fails. Your fists collide. Well, Sly's not just going to take that sitting down. He's going to throw two punches at him. 15 for the first one. 14 evasion. You hit him. Roll damage. That's nine damage. That's 18 for the second one. You're just gonna beat this man to death. <laughs> 13 evasion. You hit him again, roll damage. Sly puts him down on the ground and he's holding him there. And Aaron disappears. I mean, do you have a hold of him? He feels the shock of it, of his suit going into camo and he releases him. Yeah, I'm assuming this is like a choke hold. He can still disappear, but you got his ass. <laughs> Come with us, son. You're not the boss of me. And the uh, new character, Marcus, comes out. Ah, here. Will you leave it out here? Always arguing with your da. You shut up, Marcus. Ah, stop with the lights, Aaron. 
and come back home with us? No. You don't really have a choice in this at this point. I think Scythe is going to pick up the, uh, the socks that were dropped during the brawling. I'm going to attempt to shove one in his mouth, and I'm going to take the other sock and put it around both of his hands. I put his hand, <laughs> tie it around. Cotton handcuffs? Like a baby that keeps scratching itself. Yeah, just shove both of his hands in one sock. Two other men walk up. One of them you recognize from the night market. Oh, God, it's him. Yeah. Priest let me drive. He, he let me drive past the driveway. I'm a very good driver. Hey, what's up, Barley? Yeah. Yeah, sorry for grabbing your stuff earlier. Those are my grenades. I didn't touch grenades. I just, uh, I, I got a shotgun. Did you get paid for that? Baseball cards. Solid investment. Yeah. 1979. Top set. What the fuck did you just say? Did you just say you're a little whiny bitch boy? Seth. Seth was trying to get money from his dad. How about not insult his parenting? His dad knows he raised a little whiny bitch boy. I, I mean, I'm sure he does, but probably doesn't want to be reminded of it. Look at him. Mr. Priest, how disappointed are you and your son? Very. We'll talk about it back at the compound. Now get in the cars. Us too? Everybody in. Well, we don't really have a ride, so I'm not seeing a lot of options. Yes, Daddy. No, there's three vehicles. Shotgun. Damn it. There are two 2020 Broncos. I am in the Broncos. And there is one 2023 electric Hummer. I'm going to go with the Hummer because I like to protect the environment. And Marcus says, who's your man? Pointing up to Robin, who's squatting behind the guardrail. That barista wasn't lying. <laughs> Dirty Diana. <laughs> he appears to be over-caffeinated. Yes, I warned him about those side effects, but he didn't listen. I'll be right there. Yes, I think he might have some problems with his gastrointestinal tract. His what? <laughs> Gastrointestinal track. We'll look that up later. Nobody shake Robin's hands after this, okay? And Barley says, Uh-oh. Uh-oh, poop. Uh-oh. And there's another man there with silver hair and a cyber jaw. This could only be Kevin Ragbone. So does everyone pile in the three cars? Yes. See, I am Andy Bronco. I'm riding with a silver fox. Shotgun! Aaron's pretty jacked up. You're going to need to carry him. So you make your way back to Priest's compound, driving across the desert, partially on the highway, and then you turn off onto a dirt road. And during the ride, Robin leans over to Brock and says, I've been waiting for the moment to give you these bedazzled gloves. I made one glove for each person, and I, I bedazzled them. They're all left gloves. If you like to distribute them uh, to the rest of the group, I think they're pretty cool. No, I really like them, man. I didn't know what to do with my hands, so I bedazzled the gloves. I get it. We all get a little nervous sometimes. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, though. Hey, Aaron. Uh, I'm really sorry I called you a narc earlier. I was really worried I was about to die in the back of a car again, and uh, it just it really fucked me up a little bit. So, yeah, that's, that's my bad. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, like, kind of freaked out, got scared, and started thinking about cops, so... It, it, it was weird. Thinking about cops, you say? Uh, yeah, man. I uh, just... I don't know, it's fucked up. Hmm. When we... Excuse me, driver. Is there any sort of, uh, medical equipment at your compound? Kevin Ragbone's driving the vehicle you're in. Yes, we have a ripper dog. I may need to examine my friend. I think something deeper is going on. He was recently attacked. I feel that maybe somebody has implanted him with something. I originally thought poison, but now I'm starting to think that something may be latched onto his vertebrae and nervous system. What goes untreated becomes malignant. I agree. And the three vehicles pull up to the compound. You can see a guard tower on the top of the gate, and priests vehicle is first. He waves to them and the gate opens and the three vehicles drive into the Nomad compound. Sweet digs y'all got here. It's been a long time since I've been in a Nomad compound. Is that a fucking goat? 
Is that my Billy Billy? His color different. I don't think it's Billy Billy. As you pull in, the ground's a bit muddy, and it smells like cooking meat and vegetables, like a barbecue. And you haven't smelled that smell in years. There are children playing, families walking about, and the three cars pull off to the side, and everyone gets out. Oh, that food smells so good. Reminds me of my hometown. Several soldiers walk up, and a person that you recognize, Gina Machina, is looking at you with disbelief. Uh-oh. Panther, I don't think this is good. I am getting a bad feeling. My cyber eye is twitching. You think she remembers us? I am pretty sure she remembers us. Hey, guys. Look, it's Gina. Hey, Gina. Oh, shit. Priest, these are the guys from the night market. What do you mean? These are the guys that took off at and the clowns... Oh, that one. That one. I see you still got my mark on your face, Jaina. It's gotten a little bit bigger since then. I couldn't wash off the Sharpie, you son of a bitch. I just thought you hadn't taken a bath in a couple weeks. Are you wearing the same clothes as last time? You son of a bitch. And she cold cocks you. <laughs> Roll evasion. It's a one. And Gina Machina cracks you across the face, Scythe, and you drop, knocked out. The guards come up and grab you, and Gina says, Take him into the holding cell. Fuck that guy. Scythe's shirt now reads, Consequences of my actions. And everyone gets into a heightened state just as, just as ten guards train their rifles on you. Do you want to fight back? I don't think we have any other choice but to agree with this. I'm personally okay with it. He definitely deserved that one. Well, I mean, we do talk about the consequences of actions in my faith. I ain't going to be like the ice cube and just chill, okay? I drop my bat to the ground. Scythe totally deserved that. Let me grab Mother's milk and take care of her. Hey, Robin, muchas gracias for the glove. This is bad ice, okay? You like the gloves? I love it. I've never seen something so beautiful. Everyone put them on. When you wake up, you can put that on, Scythe. Kind of makes us look like a team. Yes. This glove makes me feel special. I feel like I can distract my enemies, give them the old frazzle-dazzle. Like we could be the Robin Six? Aaron gets taken away to the holding cell next to Scythe, and the rest of the group is escorted to the bunkhouse. Barley, Priest, Marcus, Gina, and two soldiers walk with the group. He pops up his agent real quick, and just like as he's passing by the cell... You're on Brockdown, and she just got knocked the fuck out. I'll see you all later, fam. Sly's gonna stop by Aaron's cell and say, Hey, can can we get Heretic's socks back? Keep it moving. You wouldn't happen to have spare socks? We have socks. Let's go to the bunkhouse. All right. New socks. How long have you had those socks? Uh, well, I don't have many much in the way of clothes, so... It's the only pair I have. Were those the socks you got kicked out of your order with? No, uh, I was kicked out with none of my monk's clothes. I was forced to walk nude from the monastery out into the wastes. I managed to find clothes along the way. Were, were they were they on dead bodies? Or did you buy them? Some yes and some the other. That's where I got the shoes. All right, everyone, give up your weapons. We'll put them in the locker for safekeeping. I will give them back to you, but this is a family area, and you don't need those handguns. Sly Ari has his, uh, both of his handguns presented to the priest. I pull out my pistols. I must respect the rules of the house. I ain't going to give up my weapons, but I am not going to remove my, ch- my chain hand, okay? No, that's attached to you. See, I am not going to remove any attachments from my uh, mechanical hand. You see a dining hall. You pass a medical office. There's a ripper dock here at the compound. There's an armory, a garden, and the animal pens. Do you think we could get some of that barbecue we smelled when we were coming in? I am very hungry, and I am tired of the kibble. Yes, we'll feed you. Let's get settled in. Muchas gracias, senor. As I hand over my shotgun, I mentioned uh, this is uh, this belonged to Barley, and I know you guys lost a lot in that uh, that clown attack. So, do you want to just give it back to him? Is that weird? That was a terrible day. Barley would appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take the shotgun. 
And for the next five minutes, Bantar is pulling weapons out of his, his, his packs, his pockets, everything. It takes like five minutes to disarm him. It's this pile of weapons right in front of him. And everyone is in amazement. Did you remember the one that you hid in your grundle? Oh, shit, my grundle. Okay, I'll take that one out too. Thank you, Sly. You got a gooch popper? See, I got a goose popper. You enter the bunkhouse, and uh, it's nice. There's cots. It's kind of like an army barracks, but there are partition walls, and there's bathrooms off to the side. Each area sleeps about eight people, so you can all be in one area. Holy shit, look at all that liquor they have in that cabinet. We need to get our drink on, okay? And it's the real deal, too. It's not any of that synth stuff. No, it looks like the real old-school liquor. Jose Cuevro. Jim Daniels, uh, Jack Bean. Sensei Quivero. <laughs> You're not wanted, are you? Uh, there are some senoritas out there that, yes, see, I am wanted by some senoritas. No, by the police. Oh, no, I don't, uh, no, I am not being... Or any gangs? Um, I will take the feet on that one and not really comment. Sly's gonna look at Brock to let him take the lead on that. Brock is definitely shrinking into the background. <laughs> I want to let you keep your agents, but... You have to promise that you won't broadcast your location. Sly again looks at Brock. I don't have any signal out here. I'd rather stay here on the down low. I don't necessarily want anyone to know I'm here, okay? Bad signal. There's definitely a bad signal. So do you guys not, like, get the internet out here? We do, but it's spotty. I mean, can't you just, you know, buy some signal boosters and stuff like that? Like, that's what we always did back in uh, Garden of Eden. Do you realize how much those cost? I don't know, most time it was just like corporate sponsors took care of it. I want you to think real hard about what you just said. We're out in the middle of the desert. The nearest cell tower is miles away. I mean, my dad has some connections. I don't, I don't think they want it. I think they're trying to stay, stay out of the eye of all the corporations because they got something good going on here. Yes, uh, Brock, uh, most nomads like to stay off their radar. Okay, my bad. All right, I'm, I'm cool. Priest. Yeah. Aaron's your son, right? That's right. What's his deal? Why, why is he trying to take over this compound while hiring some randos that he met off the street? His behavior spiraled out of control after the death of his mother. He blames me. She was shot to death by the Red Chrome Legion. She waited in the car while I was collecting a VIG. Those bullets were meant for me, and I'll never forgive myself. But my son is holding a grudge. I can't get through to him. So thank you for bringing him to me. I haven't been able to talk to him for months. Are you going to hold him here against his will? I'm trying to convince him to come back. He's from here, you know. No, I get it. You know, like, uh, you know, one time my dad, you know, he, he cut off my allowance and took his name off my lease. We were going to talk it over, you know, some spaghetti, but like, I, like yeah, so, some weird stuff happened. And, uh, yeah, we, we never really got, you know, a chance to talk after that. There's nothing better than a love... Of a father and son. <laughs> See, family is most muy importante. He's like 22, right? That's right. I just ain't got a horse in this race. All right, get settled in. We'll get you some grub. Maybe we can relax tonight. Have another talk. And Priest leaves the bunkhouse with his soldiers. Uh, Mr. Priest, before you leave, may I have access to your ripper dock at your temple? My temple? Yes, your your medical area, the temple. Yes. I think I need to examine one of my friends here. I believe Brock might be infected with something. What do you mean infected, dude? <laughs> I wore rubber every time. No, not like that. Whatever those cops stuck you with is affecting your behavior. And what I can discern from the wound on your neck is it must be something near your spinal cord. Which might mean that you're somehow being affected by some sort of electronic. So I don't just have immunity to poison? No, there was no poison in the vial. I've determined that. Yes, and besides, if it was poison, you'd already have diarrhea by now. So the group settles in and uh, picks their cots. I have the bottom bunk, okay? Ooh, the top one's the best. Banthar and Heretic are bunk buddies. They're two-tier bunk beds. Guess it's you and me, bro. I had planned on bunking with Robin. I mean, that's cool. All right. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, it's been an emotional day. That's awkward, Brock. Feeling a little Brockward. Did you want to cuddle or something? No, I mean, I'm cool, man. Uh, I'm just going to go chill out on my bed by myself. Um, apparently get some weird thing pulled out of my neck. I don't know. Well, I don't think we're going to be pulling it out. 
Well, surgery on a sensitive area such as that, near the spinal cord, is exceptionally dangerous. Are you saying you're not a good enough doctor to do it? No, I just don't want to go digging around in a neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would vote for not digging. But I have a better idea. We're going to shock it out of you. Top bunk. Robin, you're, you're not a bedwetter, are you? Not that I know of. All right, well, we'll definitely find out tonight, I guess. <laughs> awkward. You're awkward. Is that a deck of cards over by the table? Anyone anyone want to play some poker? I'm sure, man. See, we could get some drinks and sit around and play some poker, okay? Well, Brock, I'd like to actually attend to your medical needs before we settle down for games. Uh, okay, man, but, like, just be real careful. Like, uh, you make me very nervous when you say shock something out of me. Well, I mean... It's a, it's a safe process. Uh, one of our minor prophets, Dr. Frankenstein, used that process to bring somebody to life. I mean, this is an all serious, please do not tase me, bro. It'll be fine. If it can restore life, it theoretically, you know, should be able to destroy that. I mean, as far as we know, he hasn't killed anyone yet. Yes. I haven't killed anybody in surgery. Priest comes back into the bunk with Gina and... They have uh, another person with them, and they give you a hot meal around the table that's there in the bunkhouse. Mmm. <laughs> it's lamb and green beans, which you have not had since you were kids. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what it does to my intestines. This is real food. Muchas gracias, senor. We live okay out here in the desert. You got any spaghetti? I don't. That, that was kind of rude. No, no, I just like I was wondering, like, cause it's really good, but like I, I, I can make some calls and like talk to my dad about it. You want some kibble? No, thanks. I have some hot flavored ranch kibble if you'd like. If he's not gonna eat his, I'll eat it. We we also have food sticks. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down. Shut up now. <laughs> That's a good idea. I ain't going with the beef and beans, and I am most appreciative. Muchacho. Is there any way I can uh, like work work off this food after I get done eating? Is there some like some sort of physical physical activity I can do? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Do you have like a gym or maybe someone I could spar with or something? This isn't the five seasons. Alright, well you said it was a family area. I just assumed that you have would have something like, I don't know, at least a place I could run around in that wasn't this you room. You can run out in the desert. Alright, I mean I'm down for that. You can deadlift some cacti. We got any frogs around here? Like bright colorful ones? Is this guy with you? So far. Awkward. I'm still not entirely sure how we met. I was just kind of like wandering around in the streets all of a sudden. Boom, I'm in a bar with y'all having drinks and we're going to the night market. I was hired from that want ad for needing a medic. Yeah, these guys are weird. I told you, priest. Well, just let them settle in. When you're done with your meal, you can go to the Ripper dog. And he closes the door. Mmm. <laughs> Aside from the good food, I feel like we're more prisoners than we are guests here. Oh yes, most likely, Sly. But we might be able to turn this to our advantage. Uh, it's not the first time I got wasn't allowed to go outside for a while. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, he's he's he can be kind of a dick. Hey, muchachos, we should be thankful that we have a roof over our heads and some good food. There's no kibble, and we have a bed to sleep in. Okay, and we do have some liquor, so we could get baracho. No. That's the way to think. Oh, this lamb is so good. <laughs> so Brock savers his last meal. Anyone got a toothpick? Oh, shit, that was some good food. They haven't had real food in a number of years. So after that delicious meal, Heretic and Brock Stockton make their way over to the Ripper Dock. I have a great plan of how I can help you. It's going to be amazing. Uh, excuse me, who's the proprietor of this temple? Come on in. I see you have a stethoscope around your neck. Of course, because I'm a doctor. But real quick, my friend has been injected with something that I believe is affecting his neural system. It seems to have been injected in between the vertebrae near his spinal cord and his neck. Like a poison? I ruled out poison. I examined the syringe itself and it contained no liquids. It seems to be a delivery device for some other object. I've also ruled out a GPS tracker since, well, they already had one on him. Have a seat, young man. Let's take a look. Yeah, I just have a question. Um, yeah, you were saying, uh, like, is that stethoscope one of the things you got off a dead body? No. Uh, all right. 
I just... Okay. He might have gotten his whole identity off of that body, though. These two are in the Ripper Dock area. Banthar and Sly are still back at the bunkhouse with Robin. So what are the symptoms of this injection? He seems to have developed a paranoia towards certain groups of authority. I don't know if that's all authority or just simply members of the police force, but he's been acting very erratically since the ejection. Who injected him? Uh, a bunch of cops stabbed me in the neck with a needle before I killed them. I would have left that part out, Brock. Wait, uh, you, you killed police officers? Uh, uh, no, excuse my friend. I believe that's part of the mania. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Is he having a psychosomatic response? I thought that at first, but the injection, the lack of poison, and the applicator seem to have seemed to suggest that it was some type of nanite microchip, maybe? I'm not too familiar with your technologies, but it seems to be they've attached something to a spinal cord. Ah, uh, I think I know what this is. They call this a personality adjustment. Correctional in nature. That would make a lot of sense, fellow doctor. I have an idea of how we can get it out without surgery. Oh yeah? Yes. I figure since it's an electronic device, the best way would be to attempt to disable it using electricity. To short it out. To fry it. Yes, like Dr. Frankenstein. Used electricity to bring life back. Okay, did you say Dr. Frankenstein? Yes, Dr. Frankenstein. He's one of the prophets. Brought uh, a man back to life using the power of electricity. Okay, uh, so here, here's the problem. Who the fuck is Dr. Frankenstein? He's a prophet. If we generate an electrical current into the back of his neck, it's going to create a electrical burn. Why don't we try to extract it surgically? Well, I worry that type of surgery might be dangerous as it approaches his spinal column. Let's put him in the x-ray. An x-ray? You have one of those magical devices? Um, it's based in science. Where did you say you got your degree? I'm from the Order of the Medicus, deep out in the wastes. Oh, that explains a lot. Yes. Okay, have a seat, young man. Okay, cool, man. Like, So you're like a real doctor, right? Yes. I'm a real doctor. Let's have you step over here. And Brock goes ahead and sits down. And he uh, puts the plates on you and does an x-ray. And uh, a few minutes later, an image of a tiny little square is present in your neck. Ah, correct diagnosis from the doctor. Yes, I diagnosed him. Hey, don't you take credit. It's been a really bad couple of days, and I really want this thing gone. I'm going to give you a topical, and I'll make a small incision, and I have a device that will extract the chip out of your neck. Ah, excellent. Well, too bad I couldn't honor the legacy of Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, just keep sitting there. What's your name? Oh, I'm known as Heretic. Heretic? That's quite a name. Yes, I, uh, I left my order under, let's just say, bad conditions. What happened? Well, you've heard of us, haven't you? Yes, of course. You know that we're pacifists who don't raise a hand in violence. Yes? Well, I was forced to raise that hand in violence. And I struck a man down. I see. So you're an outcast. Well, they, were, they granted me the term heretic, and I wear it with pride. I will prove that their ways are wrong and that they must evolve in this modern world. So the doctor injects you with a painkiller. Yeah, Brock is super nervous about another needle going into his neck. Do you want to allow it? Yeah, no, I, I hold still. I rolled a 16. I think that's good enough. 16 for holding still. It's taken a lot of willpower. The doctor rolls successfully and extracts the chip out of Brock's neck. And instantly Brock feels relief. How do you feel, son? Really... Good, actually. That's... Ah, uh, I'm glad to see you're feeling better, patient. Yeah, th thanks, doctor. So he puts a couple stitches on you and a nice band-aid and sends you back to the bunkhouse. Hey, how did it go in the Ripper Doc? Super easy. That guy's a really good doctor. Yes, I helped him diagnose what had happened. Oh, awesome. So um, if I held a picture of a, uh, a cop, uh, would you get nervous? Why, why? Do we have to test this? And Banthar pulls a picture of a police officer out of his pocket. Where do you have? Why do you have a picture of a police? He's my uncle from Argentina. So how do you feel? I think it's weird that you had that, but I'm not feeling scared. 
Oh, that is very good. We, we can still count this in hours since when I uh, got attacked by police. Does that Sly sneaking up behind you with his two fingers and he pokes your, the back of your neck and says, Freeze! Yeah, knock that off, man! <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool! Look at his face, Sly. <laughs> too soon, Sly, too soon. You guys suck. Yeah, I'm going to go sit over next to Robin for a little while. I am getting a little twitching in my cyber eye. This could be Emilio. Emilio's contacting Banthar. Emilio, Emilio, is that true? Yes, how are you, Banthar? Oh, I am good. We got some real food tonight. I, I wish I could have sh- uh, shared it with you. That sounds nice, but I don't require food anymore. That is sad. I wish you could taste this meat. It was very good. It was not horse meat. It was not kangaroo. It was uh, possibly goat or maybe even a cow. It was very good. Spicy. Brother, but um, ha- I want to ask, um, have you heard from Pablo? Or anything about Pablo lately? Where are you? We are at a uh, nomad compound out in the middle of the Badlands. It's mucho calor. Very hot out here, amigo. Are you safe? See, si, we are safe for the moment. We had to give our weapons away, which that took me a little bit of time. But uh, we are safe at the moment. So thank you for asking. I have new information on our brother Pablo. Oh, that is, oh, muy, muy, muchos gracias. Can you please share it with me? As we learned before... Pablo was hired by Biotechnica in Argentina, Arasaka Bank. I hate Arasaka. I will avenge them for killing you, brother, at some point in my life. It's so strange to see him talk to himself in this manner. I am sorry, amigos. I am am talking to Emilio, but I will fill you in after, okay? When you want to find an answer, follow the money. See, and the money, it went to Arasaka, is that correct? Correct. Arasaka Bank funded the biofuels division, illegally acquired land outside of Vegas. See, I think we, well, I think I need, I would like to go to outside Vegas and do some more investigating. Maybe, maybe I find Pablo out there. What do you think, Emilio? Yes, I have information about Pablo's whereabouts. He is at the Biotechnica farm outside of Vegas. There was an interception of a conversation between Arasaka and Biotechnica stating that nomad families were an easy target and were offered pennies on the dollar. They did not take the offer, so force was taken. Oh, Santa Maria, I need to convince my compadres to co- go to uh, somewhere outside of Vegas when we can get the uh, the money in a vehicle to go there. Arasaka cleared the land and sold it to Biotechnica. One of the Arasaka Netrunners, Technashi 68, is the one that soul killed me. I am going to seek my revenge on Technashi 68. If it's the last thing I do, I will avenge your death, Emilio. Yes, I will work through you in the real world. I want revenge as well. That motherfucker. See, the, that, that person is dead. Consider him dead. I will use my last breath to kill him. And with the help from you, you can help me locate him. And then possibly I can get Pablo out of the trouble he is in, maybe. Pablo seems to be in the upper echelon of corporate executives working the land. Oh, shit, he's been brainwashed. It's like a cult. The corporate world is like a cult. Somehow I will need to find a way to break him free and convince him to, to come with us and run with our pack. That is all the information I have for now. I'm missing reruns of I Love Juicy. Okay, amigo, my brother. I will let you get back to your reruns, okay? Thank you, Emilio. Goodbye, brother. Muchas gracias, senor. De nada. So, you know, I, I found out they were bro- growing the corn for the biofuel out in the town, out somewhere outside Las Vegas. And we need to go out there because Pablo is in the upper echelon of the corporals. And I want to try to turn him around and have him join us because I need my brother by my side. Isn't that where Sly used to live? It could be. Did Sly, did you live in somewhere outside Vegas? Pretty broad, but yeah. See, so I'll let you in on another secret. Uh, Emilio gave me the name of the man that killed kill him and put him in the, the cyber prison. So I am seeking revenge on him with my last breath, and I hope that my amigos can join me. Just beyond the partition of your bunk area, you see an old man sitting at a table 
with cards. He's wearing a bomber jacket, and he's just shuffling. What's your game, old man? Three-card Mali. <laughs> 52 pickup is very popular at the monastery. I think they were just, like, pl- pulling pranks on you. Pranks? That's not our way. Are you... Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm just starting a game. I see you're our new guests. Do you want to come and play with me? Sure, my mom taught me how to play cribbage. Hey, hombre of mucho años, uh, would you like to play some poker? We're playing poker. Would you like to play? See, I, will, I would love to play. And Bantar sits at the table and he pulls his eddies out of his pocket and sets them on the table as well. Reaches into his pocket, realizes he's broke and says, never mind, I won't be playing. Sly, I will set you up with a little bit of money, okay? I, I don't like to gamble other people's money away. I barely like to do it with my own money. I mean, he does still owe us, like, both a couple of bucks. What if you win? Sly, I'll give you the money. I owe you everything. Why, heretic? Why, why do you think that? <laughs> you saved my life. I, I did not. You did. You kept me from... I absolutely didn't. Nope. You kept me from drowning in the river. All right, I'm going to go for a run in the desert now. <laughs> I could have died. Don't you understand? I've been on this pilgrimage for so long, and I've been looking for a cause, and now I have yours. You saved my life. I've indebted to you. I don't think that's how that works. Um, I don't believe in life debts. I only believe in vendettas. Well, funny thing, I do believe in life debts. <laughs> and since you have a mission, I want to help you accomplish it. It's my, it's my path. It has finally been opened up. When you saved me, I realized what I was supposed to do on this pilgrimage to prove my faith to the others. Heretic is the wordsmith. <laughs> Sly's just grabbing the bridge of his fucking nose <laughs> in frustration. Hey, old man, I noticed you took us some liquor there. Do you mind if we have a drink? Yes. Who would like a drink? Who would like to play poker? I am quite thirsty. I don't know what this is, but I'll certainly try it. I would love some Hervé Squefro tequila, please. I have gin. Gin rummy? Gin the drink. Have a seat. Let me try some of this gin. I don't drink. I'm out. I'll be over here bedazzling new gloves for you. And another man walks in, the uh, Irish guy from before. His name's Marcus. Hey, how are you? Let's sit down and play some cards. See, come and join us. Get scoops. Get guzzled. I don't have to work in the morning. All right, heretic, I'll take you up on that offer. Let me get a few few bucks. I'll I'll gamble with these guys. I can give you 150 eddies. Marcus Marcus sits down and he has a uh, tight black long sleeve shirt on and a major scar across his head. So everyone sits down around the card table and Oh, yeah, my character isn't, uh, Heretic isn't playing. He doesn't even understand the game. I'm just sitting next to Sly. Heretic's out, but Sly's in, and uh, the old man introduces himself. Hi, I'm Warthog. Nice to meet you, and welcome to the compound. Hey, you want to hear a joke? See, we love the jokes. What is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. But he prefers the say. Oh, that is very funny. You're not playing. You're sitting, but you're not playing. I don't understand the game. Maybe you learn. Okay. I'll give it a shot. I still have another hundred eddies. Klaus, Warthog passes a shot of oily gin around the table. And it smells like juniper and jet fuel. Smells like victory. Santa Maria, is this real gin or is this uh, propane fuel? I mean, this is as close to gin as you're going to get nowadays. Before we start this game, who would like to have a drinking competition with me? Oh, I bet I can drink way more water than you can. I will drink this gin with you. No problem. Yes, I can do that. Are we betting? Yes, 100 eddies in. Winner take all. My money's on you against him. You want to have a drinking competition? What's the ante? Hundred eddies. I'll drink you under the table. See, I would like to. Yeah, Brock reaches in his satchel and uh, 
gets a couple Adderall. I slide over my 100 Eddies. Bantar opens a can of sardines and chugs it. <laughs> See, it, it coats the stomach so you do not get sick, okay? It is a good drinking treat from Argentina. I'm going to give Brock a plus two for resist drugs and torture, and we're going to go around the table with the DV, the difficulty value, increasing for every shot. Ready? The first DV is five. Gotcha. it. I got a nine. Thirteen. Eleven. Oh, that drink burns. That doesn't feel like regular water at all. That's just how it tastes out here. Huh. Warthog gets a 19. Bantar gets a 19. It is like the agua to me. The damn sardines work. I'm telling you, it goes to the stomach. <laughs> Juicy tries on dying, amigo. You can drink like the fish. Marcus gets an 18. We go to round two. Another round of shots is poured. The new DV is six. 23. 14. 12. Eight. Everyone passes. Next round. Seven is the DV. 11. 15. 13. 13. 11. 14 for Marcus. Next round, DV goes up to 10. It's starting to get intense. Oh, man. Somebody's going down. Crit fail, minus three. Banthar goes. I got a 10. 16. Oh, cheat. I am going to throw up my cheat my now. The sardines didn't work. They pull your credits towards the middle. 16. I got a 10. 17 and a 14. Oh, for the other characters. I'm rolling for Warthog and Marcus. Next round, accelerated DV of 18. 13. 7. 10. 18 for Marcus. Fuck. 19 for Warthog. Everybody's out except for these two. 21 for Marcus in round six. And a 14 for Warthog. Marcus wins the drinking competition. Jesus. Uh, this drink, it's, it's making me feel kind of dizzy. Is there something in the water? And I just fall out of the chair. Oh, that gin kicked my kicked my culo, amigos. I'm bleeding serious when it comes to drinking. I'm going to induce vomiting to try to purge my body from the toxins. I got you, bud. Brock shoves his th- him fingers down the heretic's throat. Sly, he he saved my life. Hey, Marcus, you know that Sly saved my life? I owe him a life debt now. He pulled me from the water. You know about life debts, don't you? This was an awful idea. Now there's no card game. You need to sit down. I could still play cards. I don't have any money, but I can play. What? <laughs> Oh, I've heard that song before. I love it. Ah, Frito. I'm pretty sure people are going to have to pay to hear that. See, I, I, I hope they do. And my, my new name is El Paso. I live on a rancho. I make $5 a day. I go see Miss Lucy. She give me some pussy and take my $5 away. And the group goes and sits down on their cots. Bantar kind of stumbles and falls on his bed because he is mucho baracho. And you hear gunshots in the distance. Shit. Oh, I am not ready for this. <laughs> gunshots? Oh, shit. Are they shooting coyotes? I hope it's nothing serious because I could not aim for nothing right now. I could not even aim for the toilet, okay? Gunshots? It's bleeding obvious, isn't it? Brock's going to go outside. The group hears gunfire outside in the compound. In the next section, a door opens, but you don't see anyone. Holy shit, was that a flash? I saw a flash. I think it was the wind. I didn't see anything. Marcus and Warthog tear off out into the compound to join the fight. I think we need to get our firearms. If you fight, everyone's at a negative six. Except for Brock. Brock, roll perception. 19. I remember when I was 19, it was a very good year. I got the senioritas all the time. You see two blurs. They look like human figures, but it's just blurry. Like the Predator movie. Bantar swings, Bantar swings and spins around and hits the floor and tries to get back up again. Shit, there's people in here. Is there still like a bottle of booze and stuff like that on the table and... Yeah, who the fuck is that? Bantar gets up and kicks the chair with his sheen and starts hopping around. Sly, I have something here that might help you. I think you might need to pick me up. 
bam, and I hit him with that syringe in his arm without listening finishing. What's in the syringe? Uh, stimulant, um, jitterol, I guess, uh, liquid form of it, maybe. Take these pills as fast as you as you can, and I just jammed two down my own into my own mouth. <laughs> Senor, I don't know if I could snort the pills, okay? I would try. So everyone gets a plus two because of the stimulants. Suddenly, the blurry figures appear, and they're two soldiers in the mimetic camouflage. Santa Maria, did I just see something? Where's Aaron? Oh, hey, guys. Where's Aaron? We don't know no Aaron, senor. Are you talking about Aaron? Yes, where is he? I don't know. Well, figures from beyond. Are you here to give him his judgment? And so one of the guys grabs Brock and says, show me where Aaron is. Rolling for evasion. So with my negative two, that would be a 26. I am living rubber. He got a 24, which wasn't bad. <laughs> that was a crit, but it didn't work on you. Even with your negatives. Nice one. So you shake off the grab, and he draws his rifle into your face. So he's pretty close. Yeah, he's in your face. 17. Okay, I'll roll evasion to get the rifle away from you. 11. You grab his rifle out of his hand. Oh, shit. These guys are just not very good at being nomads, huh? And the other one fires on Brock. He has two handguns, and the first one's a 12. What's his second shot? 19. Oh, yeah, he definitely hits me. <laughs> Rolling damage. 10 damage. All right, so body armor <laughs> is at six, so that's four bladed by one. So the first guy, Anthony, is up first in the initiative. You took his assault rifle, and he pulls out a crossbow. Wow, a really dumb weapon to use in close quarters. And he shoots at Heretic. Five. That's a crit fail. And he shoots his friend. Just shoots him right in the ass. So now he has the arrow sticking out that we can see. For ten damage. Yeah, if they go into camouflage, there'll be an arrow sticking out of his ass. Didn't do any damage, but he's bladed by one. Next up is Red Carson. Okay, I, I thought about this. Can I throw, like, uh, the liquor at them to try to, like, coat them so you can see them better? Like throwing, you know, like water onto an invisible person. Yeah, I'm going to swing the bottle at them. Like, I'll grab the bottle of gin and swing it at uh, the closest person to me. That's a melee weapon. Yeah, I'm drop murphying these motherfuckers. Which one are you going for? The guy with the handguns or the guy with the crossbow? Uh, the guy with the crossbow. Eight. Fuck. He got a nine. Dips out of the way. Next up, Brock Stockton. Murder machine, Brock. Uh, the guy that just shot me with the gun, with the other pistols. That's Whitman. Fuck Whitman. Not great. Nine. Nine on auto fire. And he got an eleven evasion. So you spray the ceiling. Next up in the initiative is Whitman. He fires at Brock with very heavy pistol. Crit fail. His gun jams. Next shot. 17. I'm sick and tired of people trying to kill me and thinking that it's okay. I'm rolling damage. It's a 4d6. 10 damage. Next up is Banthar. I am going to grab them with my cyber hand. And I'm going to start punching in the head. Who are you grabbing? Who are you punching? I am grabbing Whitman, the sampler. 19, amigo. Rolling evasion. 11. Roll damage. Punch to the head. I roll an 8. And it's dark, and I'm drunk, and I'm by a robot. Even my robot is inebriated, okay? <laughs> Next up is Sly, Jack Cooper. Sly's gonna throw um, two martial arts attacks at the guy with the pistols, Whitman. Yeah, and then attempt to disarm him. That's that's a six on the first one. He just falls on the ground. No, that, that was a two critical failures in a row. <laughs> so you go for him and trip over your own chair. Yeah. Is it my turn? I'm going to open a can of whoop-ass on Whitman. Come on. Robin gets a 20 for a martial arts attack. Eight evasion gets knocked, rolling damage. The initiative rolls around back to Anthony with the crossbow. And Tony takes a shot at Banthar. Holy shit, he's shooting at me. DV is 13 and he got a 7. It was a crit fail. His arrow just kind of flops onto the floor. And it's the string on the crossbow goes... Doing. How embarrassing. Red Carson, heretic. All right, uh, I'm going to drop the bottle and go to try to tackle Whitman. Roll brawling. 
Seven minus two, five. Fuck. Twelve evasion. He sh- he shakes you off, and you hit the floor. So everyone has negative twos and negative fours uh, because they're drunk. Um, next round, remember this, Eretic, uh You're prone on the ground, so your next round, you have to take your turn to stand up. Yeah, I, I hit the ground. Who's next? One of Whitman's pistols is jammed, but he takes a shot with the other one. Shooting at Sly. DV's 13. He gets a 12 and misses. Seeing as he's had two critical fails, right, one after the other, I'm going to do a face down with Anthony. You try to intimidate him. I just tell him, like, hey man, lay down that fucking crossbow. Also, where the hell did you get a crossbow? And I got a 14. So, 12. Five. Boom. Anthony says, look man, we're just looking for Aaron. We don't want to fight. We want Aaron, we want to go. Can you help us? Iron, it seems like you wanted to fight, seeing as you put a gun on my face. Also, I'm keeping this. That's fine. I, I wanted you to show us where he was. All right, well, he's in the cells, man. What, why the fuck would he be in here? He's in the cells? Will you show me? No. No, I'm not going out there. There's fucking gunfire out there. And also, I'm pretty lit. Yeah, we'd be violating the rules of the house. Drop your crossbow. Tell your boy to do the same. Okay, okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to let you know about our Patreon. We would love some support to continue this podcast and our creativity. If you're enjoying it, we need some new microphones. And maybe some acting lessons. Also, check out our Instagram and our Reddit. It's all under the same thing, Cyber Psychos. Just look us up. And, and look up look us up on Facebook, okay? We'd love to hear from you. Everything's under Cyber Psychos Podcast. Find us on the web and support us. Like and subscribe. You know we love you. All the links will be on in the description that we have on the podcast episode. Help me become a real doctor. I don't think they have enough money to make you a real doctor. <laughs> We're setting up a fund for Robin's plastic surgery. I want to give a shout out to Boomer and AR out in California, representing Club 96.7 from back in the day. I'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners in Frankfurt, Germany. Vielen Dank. I'd like to give a shout out to all my followers in it. Hotlanta, Georgia. I'd like to thank everybody in Barcelona for listening to us. Muchas gracias. I would like to give a shout out to everyone in Dublin, Ireland. I just want to shout out my buddy David from Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you for supporting us, man, and believing in us and all the words of encouragement. Thank you. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time on Cyber Psychos. Adios, amigos.